You're listening to Love Advice with Leanne. Caller, you're on the air. Uh, hi, Leanne. Long-time listener, first-time caller. <laughs> Why, in your professional opinion, do you never take my calls off the air? Is this Carl? Yep, it's Carl. I mean, we had a few dates. Everything was great, I thought. Uh... Well, you know, when you switch to GEICO, you could save a lot of money on car insurance. Okay, awesome. You should call them. I will. GEICO, because saving 15% or more on car insurance is always a great answer. SRN Survival Radio Network. is brought to you live and by podcast on the Survival Radio Network. I'm your host, pharmacist, physician, entrepreneur, Dr. Aaron Williams. We are so happy that you're able to join us today. We know you could have been doing something else, and maybe you are. Maybe you're, you know, walking or you're working around the house. Either way, you decided to tune in to the show and tune in to be informed about achieving and maintaining wellness. Kudos to you. Today, we are broadcasting from Philadelphia. Yep, the city of brotherly love. I'm here for two reasons. One, to attend the National Medical Association's annual convention, As you know, as in most professions, education doesn't just stop. You have to go once or twice a year to get continuing education. So I'll be doing that this week, and we'll be happy to see colleagues and meet new colleagues and learn about some new things to be a better physician. The second reason I'm in Philadelphia is because of my family reunion. It's going to be great to see some folks that I haven't seen in a couple of years, and so I look forward to joining them later this afternoon. So hello to them because uh, I know a lot of them are listening. Now, last week we talked about change. You know, change is the only thing that's really consistent in our lives. We had certified coach and author Paula Maddox with us. She talked about some things that we can do if we realize that we need to make some changes in your life. So I'd like for you to go to www.paulasperspective.com and get more information about that, and you can also take a look at her book. You can order the book if you like. Just go to www.paulasperspective.com. We also look at ways to stay fit while on vacation. Hey, you know it's that time of the year. People are going to family reunions. They're going, uh, with, you know, on vacations, traveling domestic as well as abroad. And so I talked about last week, you know, how you know how we have those New Year's resolutions, 
and, you know, we get our fitness in shape, and then, you know, hopefully we don't want to blow it on our vacation. We want to have some fun, but we want to, you know, kind of keep things intact. So we talked about and gave some tips last week on how to stay fit while you are on vacation. So if you missed it, just go to www.weeklywellnessshow.com. Scroll down to the Weekly Wellness Show. We got an orange and green logo, or you could go to our Facebook page. You know, you can find us on Facebook. Just go on and put in Weekly Wellness Show, and you'll see not only that last week's show, but you'll see all of our shows. We have some great shows with some great guests. We've talked about heart disease. We've talked about cancer. We've talked about container gardening. We've talked about a lot of things uh, that will help you uh, maintain your wealth. Now, you can also follow me on Twitter at Dr. Aaron Williams. And, you know, we just launched a Instagram page. Just go to Weekly Wellness Show on Instagram. And our shows are also available by podcast, com, and listen to any of our shows. They're also available on iTunes. So if you have an iPhone, all you have to do, go to your app, press the button, subscribe, and guess what? The shows will come to you automatically. Now, next week, it's going to be a very interesting show. We're going to talk about toxic relationships. You know, all of us sometimes go through different phases and different types of relationships. And I'm not talking just personal relationships. This can also occur with professional relationships. So, you know, all these things, good or bad, affect our lives. So Dr. Lashana Newton, who is not a stranger to the show, she's going to be on next week talking about toxic relationships and how to detox from some of those relationships. Now, for those of you on Eastern Standard Time, good afternoon. And for those of you on Central Standard Time, good morning. Speaking of morning, did you have your breakfast today? As you know, as they say, breakfast is a very important way to start the day. You know, I found some information published by Business Insider Magazine, and it talked about the healthiest breakfasts that you can have from fast food restaurants. Now, you know, as you know, I don't recommend fast food. Try to do your own thing at home if you can. But, you know, you get up in the morning, you might not have gotten out on time as you wanted. You might have to – some of you might have to get your kids ready to go to school. Uh, You might have gotten done late with your exercise, and you find that, you know, you're on the run. Or you be like me, you leave the house, and you get two blocks down the road, and you're like, God, did I close the garage door? Then I double back, you know, that kind of thing. So, So my point is a lot of us can get rushed in the morning. And at the same time, we still need some type of nutrition. Deal with just a few tips on some of your favorite and most frequented fast food restaurants. If you're put in that situation, these are some of the choices that you may have. Now, this list kind of deals with uh, servings that are less than 400 calories and kind of give you a good bit of protein in order to fuel your body for the day. For instance, McDonald's, okay, everybody knows about the golden arches. Now, the fruit fruit and yogurt parfait isn't the only healthy thing there. Now, if you can avoid meat in the morning, 
having an Egg McMuffin without the ham might be a good choice. It's about 300 calories. The only uh, say negative thing about it is kind of high in sodium, 730 milligrams to be exact. But you get a good, hefty amount of protein to help you, give you some energy throughout the day, and it's only 300 calories. I personally like, if I have to go to McDonald's in the morning, the oatmeal. Uh, it's pretty tasty, uh, and it's a good source for you. Now, for you Starbucks fans, mm, got to have that morning coffee, huh? Okay, guess what? I know you see your muffins. I know you see your scones, but you can also try the spinach, and it's only 290 calories, which is kind of on the low side. Uh, the only thing is that you still will have 830 milligrams of sodium, and that could be a problem, uh, particularly for those who have uh, hypertension. Now, Jamba Juice. A lot of people into smoothies. And so if you are into that, Jamba Juice, of course, has a lot of selections. But, you know, one thing interesting that I found that you have to do the make it light list because a regular version of a like a Aloha pineapple smoothie is 600 grams of sugar, which is twice that in the amount of a Coke. You really have to do the make it light menu and try the Aloha pineapple smoothie. It's only 190 calories. Now, Dunkin' Donuts fans, you can get the egg white flatbread at 280 calories. Still high in sodium, so if you're dealing with high blood pressure, I'm not saying you shouldn't have it, but it's something that you should keep in mind throughout the day. You Chick-fil-A fans, how about the Greek yogurt parfait? Okay, 230 calories, very low in sodium. Good source of protein in there as well. I was a little surprised. But that's a great option when you are going to Chick-fil-A. You Taco Bell fans, uh, you know, when you go to Taco Bell, you can always choose a healthier part of their menu called the Fresco, R that's F-R-E-S-C-O style. And that's 240 calories. Uh, the sodium isn't too bad, 540 milligrams. But if you try the breakfast taco, uh, that might be a healthy Option. And lastly, you Panera Bread fans, uh, you can try the avocado egg white spinach power sandwich. It's 410 calories, 590 milligrams of sodium, though, so you got to keep an eye on that. And well, next to the last, uh, sorry about that, Burger King, for you Burger King fans, uh, the egg and cheese English muffin, 270 calories. God, still high in sodium at 660 milligrams of sodium. You know, I think the average daily recommended amount for sodium is 1,200. It may be even lower for you if you are dealing with heart disease or hypertension. But these are some healthy, I should say healthiest breakfasts that you can get uh, while you're in the fast food zone. For more information and details, you can go to www.businessinsider.com. Now today, as I told you last week, we're going to be talking about your feet. There's nothing like healthy feet. I mean, you know, they're often neglected, and we got to take care of them. Now, a lot of us, I know, we go ahead and get our pedicures and that kind of thing. So, I think it's something that is very uh, good. It's a good start. Uh, But, you know, just to enlighten you a little bit on that, you know, the average person takes 10,000 
steps per day, which can add up to 3 million steps in a year. Time, this extensive, repetitive use leads to several normal changes, you know, such as your feet becoming wider and longer, your arch may begin to settle, the fat pad on the bottom of the heel kind of thins. There also can be some abnormal changes, particularly if there's prolonged use of ill-fitting shoes. So, you know, particularly when you start getting in the 40s and 50s and 60s, these things accumulate, and then you come up with things like bunions and uh, clawing on the toes, calluses, and even arthritis. So just for some help, just for some facts, I mean, did you know that the feet are at their largest at the end of the day? These are just some fast foot facts. Did you know that the average foot gets two times longer when a person stands up? What about the fact that the average woman walks three miles more a day than the average male? (laughs) That's an interesting one. Nine out of ten women wear shoes that are too small for their feet to grow an entirely new toenail. And I've already mentioned the pressure on the feet when running can be as much as four times the runner's body weight. And In America, the average shoe size has gone up two sizes in just four decades. That's because a lot of us are gaining more weight than usual. And also, standing in one spot for more, far more, is far more tiring than walking because the demands are being made on the same few muscles for a longer length of time. So these are some interesting facts, and I wanted to talk to you about this today. Not me, but I have an expert today to come on the show that does this every day, that sees patients with foot problems every day, that operates on patients with foot problems every day, we're lucky to have Dr. Danisha Davis. So on the show, I think we'll go ahead and take our first commercial break. And when we come back, we'll bring her on and we'll be talking about happy feet, happy life. So please stay tuned and be informed. Do you have a business, product, service, or an event coming up? Is your current marketing getting you nowhere? Survival Radio Network is an award-winning network with over 1 million downloads. We're offering high-exposure 30-second spots on our network, reaching diverse demographics both locally and nationwide. Give us a call at 323-977-8172 or visit our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us today. SRN, we do radio. Do you have tax issues, owe back taxes, or need tax relief? Contact L&B Tax Service today. L&B offers you over 15 years of expertise and first-class tax service for individuals, professionals, and business owners. With nationwide service, you can easily find a location near you. Contact one of our tax professionals through our website, lbtaxservice.com. That's www.lbtaxservice.com. L&B Tax Service Incorporated. Tax professionals that you can trust. 
Do you know that having a dirty filter in your heating and air system can cause major damage to your unit and pollute the air in your home? Having proper maintenance to your heating and air system is just like getting a tune-up on your car. Because you want today and avoid spending unnecessary money tomorrow. Call Temperature Design Heating and Air today. 770-823-7160. That's 770-823-7160. Hi, I'm Ryan Seacrest for RAD. Over 300 people in this country are killed every week by a drunk driver. That's the equivalent of two 747 plane crashes every single week. And the problem isn't going away unless we all do our part to stop it. So if you see someone who's about to drive after drinking, get the keys. Don't leave it up to anyone else. Friends don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. The S-R-N. Welcome back. Welcome back. Hey, you are listening to the weekly on the show on the Survival Radio Radio Network. I'm your host, Dr. Aaron Williams. You know, our guest today is Dr. Denisha Davis. She's a native of Greenville, Mississippi. She's a graduate of Tougaloo College in Mississippi. She also graduated from the Kent State University College of Podiatry. After she finished her podiatry degree, she went on to do a residency at Central Alabama Veterans Administration Healthcare System in Montgomery and Tuskegee, Alabama. This is where she concentrated on podiatric surgery as well as podiatric medicine. After this training, she went on to join a private practice in Jackson, Mississippi. She was on staff at the Baptist Health System as well as the Merritt Health System. She had privileges as a, or has privileges as a surgeon as well as a wound care specialist. She later, not too long ago, formed her own practice with a partner in Jackson, Mississippi, Capital Foot clinic. Now, Dr. Davis also is an active member of Delta Sigma Theta. But one of the things she's proud of is that she has a nonprofit called Black Girls Can, where she is a mentor to the girls, the underprivileged girls, in her hometown of Greenville, Mississippi. She provides mentorship with regard to education, career, etiquette, as well as self-esteem. Dr. Davis goes by her motto, which is very simple, but to the point, keep moving. And she takes this from her favorite Bible verse, John 16, verse 33. So without further ado, let's welcome to the show, Dr. Sanisha Davis. Hello. How are you, Aaron, Dr. Williams? All right. Well, you know, I'm glad you're able to join us today. I know you're very busy. Uh, <laughs> yesterday, uh, when I tried to reach you, you was in surgery. So I said, hey, <laughs> she's doing it, you know. Can I ask what type of surgery were you doing yesterday? Um, it was an arthroplasty, which is correction of the hammer toe deformity. All righty. Okay. All right. So she 
Well, I tell you, this is why this is what I love about the show. We're able to bring experts and physicians who do this every day. You have a very interesting background, and as I mentioned before, and I told the audience last week, you know, podiatry is something I was very interested in. And that was one of my choices, and I, I kid mm-hmm. my colleagues and said, "No, I do not have a foot fetish. It's just a fact that mm-hmm. when I saw the anatomy." I thought it was very neat, and I was mentored by a couple of podiatrists. They showed me some of the neat surgeries that you all do. So I thought that was very interesting. So what led you, Dr. Davis, to become a podiatrist? Um, That's an an interesting question. Um, I've always been asked that even by patients, and I always say that I won't get attached to your feet, but I don't mean that in a mean way. (laughs) Um, Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, I chose podiatry because two of my aunts have um, systemic diseases that manifest themselves in the foot. Uh, One is rheumatoid arthritis, which can be early detected early in the foot, as well as uh, the other has diabetes. And I was interested in this um, profession after attending um, a summer program at Meharry and um, Fisk, my sophomore year at Tougaloo, and I was dealing with sick babies every day, and I always cried. So I was like, well, wow. when I was introduced to podiatry, I was like, okay, <laughs> I, I may can deal with this because it did not gross me out, and I would mm. feel um, more impactful if I could uh, detect these diseases early and get them treated um, as far as, you know, they – deal with all of these wounds and all of these fractures. I, would, I can deal with that. But the sick mm-hmm. babies and death, and so that's <laughs> one re- those are the reasons why I chose it, and, and I'm, I'm glad that God ordained that for me. That is great. And you mentioned the word growth. Now, so, you know, a lot of times you mention feet to people. They say, oh, gross. But, you know, right. the, foot, the feet are very, they're very important. I mean, you know, unless you are, are Superman, where you can say up, up, up and away and fly away, <laughs> you got to go. you got to walk to wherever you're going. And right. as I mentioned earlier, when you walk, you're putting, and correct me if I'm wrong because you're the expert, but you're putting three to four times the weight pressure on it. So you got to take care of your feet. And, yeah. and, and, and yeah. what I want people to understand today is there are specialists like podiatrists that are involved. Now, how are you – how's the, the podiatric – uh, specialty different from you know orthopedics. That's a good question. Um, orthopedic doctors are trained to do surgery on the whole body um, mm-hmm. and treat those those issues uh, that concern fractures and such uh, that deal with the whole body. Uh, podiatrists uh, focus on the foot and ankle from day one mm. of medical school. So we both mm-hmm. are physicians, but we as podiatrists specialize on, in the lower extremity uh, in anything that deals with it from the hip down in some states and the ankle down in others. Okay. Excellent, excellent. Yeah, so everything ankle and below, that's your territory. Yes, medical uh, um, medical and surgical management of all of those issues from ankle and below. Um, yes. Excellent, excellent. You know, one thing that I mentioned earlier that would intrigue me about the foot was the intricate detail. You know, when I started looking at the anatomy, uh, you know, there's, there's, I think I read that there's like, one fourth of the bones in our body, or something that correct, uh, something like that, is in, in the foot. You have fifty-two bones in both feet. You mm-hmm. got one hundred and seven ligaments. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, 
you know, when you go in to do surgery, like you was doing the surgery on the patient yesterday, what are some of the things that you, you know, might find or 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 might one might be surprised to know once you do, you know, open someone someone's foot up? The the fun about it is, you know, most of anatomy uh, is usually the same, but you have to run into, which means some people may have an extra bone somewhere and some where others don't. Um, mm. When you <laughs> I, it, it's funny that you ask that, but the three joints, 107 ligaments, 19 muscles and tendons, and $250,000, I mean, no, money, I'm thinking money. Sweat glands in the foot. It's really (laughs) intricate, and it's and it's a lot to deal with. A lot to deal with. Um, but when you when you're focused and you do this so often, um, you know what to look for. You you know what what may be there, way what may not be there. And when you do that initial incision, you know it may be something that is totally different from what you could see with the naked eye without getting inside of the foot. So, um, you have to be prepared. Um. Thankfully, I, I've had very rare instances of that, um, but I am trained to handle it, and I, I'm grateful for that. Right. Now, this is a silly question. I mean, it's an obvious question. I mean, it's an obvious question or obvious answer. What's the function of the foot? I mean, you know, but, but I, you know, I mean, we obviously know it's, you know, my, my first answer to that is support and all that, but mm-hmm. you're the expert. You know, what, what would you say? And I, I'm asking this question because I'm trying to mo- bring out the point that you got to take care of your feet because it is a, an important, you know, uh, part of your body. You know what, Dr. Williams? That it, it's simple. Your feet get to get you to where you're going, and mm-hmm. not only that, they can tell you what's going on with everything else in your body uh, uh-huh. before your doctor detects it. Um, to diseases that manifest them in themselves in the foot and are really common are diabetes and heart mm-hmm. disease. And a lot of people say, oh, I just got a little swelling. It's nothing. Um, right. It's a difference with having swelling in one foot than both. It's a difference with having tingling in one in both feet or even numbness in both feet and it being because you stood up for a long time or your foot goes to sleep, as some people say. Um, mm. And with those, with those realities, we have to be very careful with dismissing symptoms. Um, and that's where a lot of us get in trouble is that we wait. We pour mm. peroxide, <laughs> we soak, right, right, we put ice right. on it, and then we think it's going to be okay. And by the time that we realize that, oh, it might be something else, then it may be a little bit more difficult or intricate than what we think. Right. Um, but yeah. totally, I mean, the function of the foot is to get you where you need to go and to tell you what's going on with the rest of your body, um, just to be That's... general. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, but, you know, I didn't think of that part. Kind of knew, hey, get you where, 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 where we want to go. But it's also mm-hmm. kind of like a barometer of what's happening with the rest right. of your body, you know, particularly from that's a cardiovascular right. standpoint. So I thought that's a very that's a very good uh, good uh, insightful uh, answer to that question. You know, I thought we'd just kind of go through some things that you might see in your office every day. I mean, you know, you know, and as I mentioned earlier, a lot of these things that happen, they don't just happen like right then and there. They happen. For what I read, a lot of this stuff happens 
probably don't even manifest. I should say don't doesn't manifest, but become more frequent during like the 40s and 50s, which means that a lot of us have been walking on bad feet for a long time. You know, <laughs> uh, for example, like a bunion. What, mm-hmm. what, what's a bunion? <laughs> <laughs> The medical I mean, terms are bunion. Uh, let, let's start from jump. You know, a lot okay. of us think that bunions are corns or hard areas of skin on the right. face. And that's what a lot of my grandmamas say, and I don't correct them to be disrespectful, but we have to know and to delineate what's what. Okay? A bunion yeah. is um, usually on the medial side of your foot, well, near your big toe, and it's mm-hmm. actually um, when the head of that bone, which is the metatarsal bone, the first metatarsal bone, it the tendons that pull it over toward the other foot, they gain advantage over the ones that pull it the other way. They usually work in equilibrium to hold the bone straight, but sometimes that bone deviates medially, and it makes our big toe go the opposite way. And it's mm. the term is hallux valgus. Um, that mm-hmm. valgus means it, the big toe goes lateral. And it's because of that deformity, uh, that biomechanical um, disruption of the mm-hmm. tendon balance. Um, and that's what a bunion is. And, and you see a lot of bunions in women. Um, and we love our heels. And that's yeah. to that. <laughs> <laughs> yes, and and it's even hereditary. Um, I ask a lot oh, of my really? ladies that yeah that that come in. I say, hey, does your mama have this? Does your grandma right. have this? And they're like, you know what? They do. So yeah, it is. Mm. It has some hereditary uh, background with it. Wow. But, um, wow. Yes. Some are symptomatic. Means you have. Um, some feelings with it or you have some symptoms and some are asymptomatic where you have the deformity but it doesn't bother you. And I'm one mm. of those doctors that, hey, if it's not broke, we don't fix it. Right. <laughs> we just right. keep going. Right. We acknowledge now, how do you it. Fix and, how, how um, do you fix bunions? <laughs> there's a conservative treatment with everything. Mm-hmm. And once that is exhausted, then we consider surgical intervention. Surgical intervention is not always guaranteed that it would work. Um, you have several risks that come with it. Uh, conservatively, uh, we have to watch our shoes, the, sho- the shoes we wear, and, yeah. and make sure that they don't impinge on the deformity or that knot on the side of our foot. Um, also, we can try anti-inflammatory medicines. Um, some are over-the-counter, like Advil or Aleve, uh, for pain. Um, but the biggest thing um, that helps some are, is padding and the shoe modification with changing the type of shoe you wear. The tighter mm. it is, the more pressure it will put on the area and the more pain you'll have. It's simple. Uh, shoes that are easily flexible and not uh, as forg- and are as forgiving like a mesh shoe, they help. Um, and some people are cool with that. They say, okay, well, mm-hmm. I can deal with that. And others that have more of the deformity um, to be pronounced and have more of the pain, they consider surgical intervention. And that requires about six weeks of recovery standard um, and stitches and pain and time off work. <laughs> but we right. get around it because everybody's different. So we have to figure out what's best for the individual. Interesting, interesting. Well, I'd like to discuss one that I had to deal with briefly, plantar fasciitis. And if we can kind of briefly go through that, and then we'll go to our second commercial break. But 
plantar fasciitis. I mean, I, you know, I, I think some patients present with like kind of like discomfort in the heel or whatever. But yes. what do you see in your office with regard to that? The first thing that I do is I listen. I love yeah. to listen and investigate what your issue is. And a lot of patients come in and say, when I wake up in the morning and I put my foot on the floor, I get an excruciating pain. The mm. light bulb in my head automatically goes off because I have an idea of what they're experiencing. Plantar fasciitis, uh, let's break that down. Plantar is at the bottom of your foot. Fascia, right. it's a thick banded tissue that supports your arch, and I uh, compare it to a really thick rubber band. And yeah. anything with itis on the end means inflammation. So mm-hmm. when you're mm-hmm. relaxed, that band is relaxed where it attaches. And when you stand, it pulls. And when it pulls away from its attachment site with no support, you're going to have some pain. And that's basically what plantar fasciitis is. Um, patients Excellent. who are trying to lose weight, or in yeah. the process of, or who have gained weight, they put more pressure on that arch, and that increases the pull of that band away from its attachment site, and that's when they have the issues. It, it's a really common condition that can be treated, but mm-hmm. it cannot be neglected. And I say mm-hmm. that because if you start treating it and you start doing what you're supposed to do and you get better and you're like, okay, cool, I'm going to go back into my flats. Well, with no support of that arch, you're going to get the issue again. So you have to be mindful of that. And if the pain hurts you <laughs> as much wow. as you say it does, you'll work it out. <laughs> right. And be more right. you're careful with it, yes. Excellent, excellent. Well, this is very interesting. I think we're, we're, we're dealing with some very common foot a foot disorders. I'd like to continue, but I think mm-hmm. we'll go ahead and take our second commercial break. So, okay. ladies and gentlemen, please stay tuned and be informed. For a cafe with a home-like appeal where all who enter feel like they are part of something? Visit My Coffee Shop, located in East Lake, Atlanta, Georgia. MCS has a full breakfast and lunch menu, offering both hot and cold options, and is home of the amazing basil lemonade. But don't forget their assortment of freshly brewed coffees. Come on by at 2462 Memorial Drive, Atlanta, Georgia, 30317. We're pretty sure my coffee shop at East Lake will become your coffee shop, too. iDope, iDope, globally inspired vision stylewear. A fusion of classic heritage and contemporary sophistication. An essential part of your lifestyle and fashion expression. iDope, iDope, vision stylewear for the fashion forward and socially conscious. Let's make this a dope world together. iDope, iDope. Available online at iDope.com. That's E-Y-E-D-O-P-E. iDope.com. Survival Radio Network, with now more than one million downloads. Congratulations to the staff, producers, engineers, and hosts for your tireless pursuit of excellence. 
and thank you, our loyal listeners, for supporting this movement to inspire, motivate, and educate people worldwide. Survival Radio Network, Survival Radio Christian Network, and our new Survival Sports Radio Network broadcast top-notch shows Sunday through Saturday. Check us out by visiting our website at www.survivalradionetwork.us. SRN, we do radio one million strong. The SRN. Welcome back to the Weekly Wellness Show. I'm Dr. Aaron Williams, your host on the Survival Radio Network. Dr. Davis, are you there? I'm here. All right. You know, I got a question. Someone asked me here. uh, Mm -hmm. Back to the bunions, how Mm -hmm. successful is that surgery? For the most part, the success with that surgery is 80 to 90 percent. Um, if it and it, it is really dependent on the type of surgical approach the surgeon takes. Um, there are several ways to correct a bunion, and all are dependent of uh, the uh, are dependent on the angle that the bone is deviated from its adjacent uh, metatarsal. Um, and some are more intricate than others. Um, the success is really dependent upon your compliance and your surgeon um, mm. and your ability to um, do everything your doctor tells you to do or asks you to do once you go home. Um, but for the most part, I have a lot of patients who are pleased with their results. Excellent, excellent. We know that we're in good hands with Dr. Davis. So let me ask you this. Uh, a lot of, um, you know, you see a lot of commercials about, you know, tenactin uh, and foot fungus. Is that mm-hmm. one of the more common conditions that you see uh, in the office uh, oh, when you see patients? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, foot fungus is so broad. Toenail fungus is so common. Um, it, it, if I had to say how many times a day I see in diagnosis out of 10 patients, maybe five or six. Mm-hmm. It's really common. Mm-hmm. Um, athlete's foot is caused by fungus that lives on dead tissue, hair and toenails mm-hmm. and outer skin layers. And then the most common type of these fungi is trichophyton rubrum. Out of four, mm. this, that's the most common. And what patients usually present with is dryness, peeling skin, and uh, medical text describes it as a moccasin distribution. Uh, it, mm. it looks like snake skin, like a thin, dry snake skin peeling of your foot. And sometimes you get those uh, patients who have dark spots or red spots that uh, accompany, accompany that. Um, mm-hmm. Fungus is treatable. 
Yeah. But, you know, that's another thing that you have to be compliant with. And it's really um, it's interesting because it's different per person. Your fungus okay. may be different than mine. It might not even be fungus. <laughs> True, fungus, it, it, fungus. it may be yeast. Exactly. So really? you have to really, yeah, you, you have to uh, have it diagnosed properly to treat it properly. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, how can you prevent it? You know, I get concerned. I travel a whole lot. I'm in hotels a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, of course, I got a shower. So I bring right, my right. own slides, and I, I kind of right. bring uh, a bottle, I mean, a, a, a spray can of Tinactin, not because I have athletes, but it's right. because I want to prevent it. Is that something you'd recommend? Or how, I guess my question is, how can one prevent contracting athletes' athletes foot? Prevention and being cautious all are all one in the same for you to always wear shower shoes when you're um, uh-huh. sharing public um, facility uh, showers and such. Um, always the secret is that you spray your shoes with Lysol. If you have the condition or if you live with someone with it um, and you walk barefoot in the same common areas, um, fungus likes warm, moist places to grow. And we give them all three of those environments with our shoes, especially if we're wearing enclosed shoes, sneakers, boots. Mm. Um, we give the fungus mansions to live in. So if you start to get <laughs> this <not> treated, <laughs> you need to treat your shoes. Yeah, I'm, I'm okay. serious, Dr. Williams. You need oh, no. to treat your shoes because if if you, your pharmacist, we're, we're giving these patients all these antifungals, tenactin, right. whatever over the counter, but you're putting your foot back in their house. They're like, okay, whatever. You're here for me in in my house. I'm around uh-huh. you. I'm around this foot for eight hours while you're at right. work. Um, I'm getting right back in between your toes, and I'm gonna do my thing. Okay. So you so, gotta keep keep the fungus out of the shoes as well. Okay. So should I be instead of carrying tenactin Lysol? Then is that? I would I would prefer that. Okay. I would so, prefer. All right. And so, if you live with somebody that has athletes, what you should, what should you do? I mean, you should spray the house. Spray the house. Always spray. wear your shower shoes. Always okay. wear your shower shoes. Always okay. spray the area with Lysol. Um, okay. Even though Lysol is antibacterial and fungus yeah. is different from bacteria, I just think that it's good to use that. Uh, Tenactin okay. is an antifungal, and there's nothing wrong with with spraying your shoes with that. Or spraying okay. the, the common area with that. Nothing wrong. As long as it's an antifungal, antibacterial, I'm cool with it. I, I think it'll help, especially if you are treating the condition. Okay. Now, that brings about another thing. Now, you know, I, mm-hmm. you know women love pedicures. And I get pedicures. I mean, <laughs> that's probably the opposite as a woman, but, but I get them. Uh, I realize mm-hmm. that feet <laughs> can be a challenge. Hey, I just you can delegate that. So what about that risk going to salons? get a pedicure uh are there things you need to watch for while you're sitting in the chair and the, and, and your back is moving up and down and you know they got the massage thing going is there some things you need to be concerned about be an investigator and okay. look at how clean these facilities are how much they pay attention to cleanliness and disinfecting their instruments and okay. their pedicure tubs um 
if they just wipe if they're just wiping around the area, that's not getting rid of what the last person had, if anything. And then you can be infected with fungus by putting your foot in the same tub or using the same instrument on your feet. Um, I I have nothing against pedicures. Uh, I strongly ask my diabetic patients that if they have to get it, to just get them painted because there's so many things that they may not be able to feel as a diabetic by Mm -hmm. having neuropathy or a condition of the nerves where you feel numb, and then they get themselves hurt while they're getting a pedicure, and then that that creates a problem. Um, Be mindful of where you're going. Now, lately, they're using these bags, these individual bags that they lace the the basins with, and they are really effective in uh, your, your debris from your feet being yours and in your tub and then that being thrown away, where you're not sharing or getting in the same environment the last person left. Just just be mindful of how clean they are. Make sure that they clean the area effectively with some type of bleach product. Just yeah. watch. Yes, okay. because a lot of people with fungus, they go to these nail salons thinking that they can fix their issues, right, and right. they're really just dropping off their fungus there for someone else oh, who doesn't goodness. have the issue to get, I'm being serious. Right, right. Mm-hmm. And so, ladies and gentlemen, the audience, you know, look, the weekly wellness show doesn't take the place of your doctor, okay? Let me put this disclaimer out here. This Absolutely. is for information purposes. We want you to think about some of these things and talk to your doctor about these things and also talk to your podiatrist, which brings up my next question, Dr. Davis. When mm-hmm. should one consider going to see a podiatrist? If you have a diabetic patient in your family or or a person in your family and you or if you are, I totally read y'all are my number one priority uh, yeah. to see at least once a year. Um, how it, it it's very dependent upon how advanced your disease is to determine how frequent you come to see me or a foot specialist. Um, mm. If you have any symptoms of numbness, tingling, burning, uh, fungus, anything that is ailing you that's repetitive, that doesn't go away uh, Mm -hmm. within a month or two, you need to see a foot specialist or your doctor, and your doctor Mm -hmm. may refer you to someone else uh, or to a specialist. But um, the frequency is on the individual's needs and issue or problem. Mm -hmm. Mm, mm, I see my diabetic patients um, Some of them come twice a year Some of them come four times a year It just depends on what they have going on Right, right Mm -hmm. You know, now one thing I want to touch on Dr. Davis, and I'm probably going to post this On the Weekly Wellness Show Facebook page In Mm -hmm. preparation for this uh, I saw uh, someone That did an x-ray Of someone's feet Okay, of of a a female's Feet in like Heels. nice, comfortable shoes, uh-huh. and then they took an X-ray of the feet in heels. Yes. Boy, there was a difference. Yes, so, yes. You know, y'all, women like to look good. I mean, men like to look. I like to look good. But you know, sometimes <laughs> we go with the with the aesthetics, and then we don't know we're damaging our our ourselves long term. And and so, mm-hmm. what are your what is your recommendation with regard to high heels and 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 and, and women? Great question. 
do you know, like, okay, so a two-and-a-half-inch heel can increase the load on your forefoot or the ball of your foot by 75%. Mm. Okay. So, two-and-a-half. I, I know nothing two about a man, but go ahead. Two-and-a-half-inches. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. But your your average heel is about three inches. Okay, and okay. the increase of that forefoot load increases your chance in getting a bunion. Okay, wow. the right. altered posture of walking in high yeah. heels places excess force on the inside of your knee, and, and it causes right. a lot of arthritis issues or arthritic changes in the knee, especially if this is something that you do every day. You know. Right. Um, um, a lot of patients get um, pain in the back of their calf um, because mm. the calf muscles contract and adjust to the angle of the height of the heel. So muscles may shorten and tighten depending on how tall the heel is. Your safer, mm. uh, and I don't know if I should use that word, but wedges won't hurt as much as the heel because they bring the ground to you. Mm. When your heel is mm. in the air, and your, yeah. the ball of your foot is on the ground, there's a lot that isn't being supported. And we talked about how many muscles and bones we got going on the feet. I mean, this is a lot to be right. keeping intact, you know. And so right. the the issue becomes, you know, you're walking wobbly, having problems with your ankles supporting you the way it would in a flatter or shoe or sneaker because high heels impair balance. And you're at a greater right. risk of falling, which could lead to a sprain or broken ankle, and I've had those issues. <laughs> really? Um, yes, yes. Wow, so you've had females, uh, women, or girls come in, and they have some ankle injuries because of heels. Yes, yes. Interesting. And, and even with with the hammer toes we spoke about earlier with, with yeah. the clawing of your toes, a narrow toe right. box of the heel can push the smaller toes into a bent position. And eventually those muscles in the like the second, fourth, third digits, they become unable to straighten, even when there's no shoe confining them. So that makes it really, you know, makes it look like you're, you're grabbing and your toes have these knuckles that are prominent. And then the women say, oh, I had that, that corn on the top of my toe. Over time, right. heels can do that. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, now, now what about, you know, we got about a good solid 10 minutes left. Mm-hmm. Uh, what mm-hmm. about some preventive things? You know, one thing I was looking at, you know, we talked about the fact there's 52 bones in, I, I think, in both feet, you know, together, mm-hmm. 26 in each foot. And I was reading about, you know, just some preventive things like, you know, taking calcium, vitamin D and all this. What about some preventive things that we can do, whether it's nutritional, whether, whether it's exercise, you know, foot exercise or what? I guess that depends mm-hmm. on the condition, but are there any recommendations for us to have happy feet? Happy, healthy. Oh, absolutely. The the first thing that's important is that you look at them. Look at them. Okay. Um, you right. They're attached to you, and, and you see yeah. them every day uh, when you're putting on a shoe or even when you get out of the shower. That's the most important thing. If you see something the day before that you didn't see the morning you look at them, then that that's a red flag. Um I always look at them for red areas, any opened areas, anything swelling or anything that you think is abnormal from the day before. Um, Foot health in general is so important in, you know, keeping your feet healthy. How do you do that? Um, Right. Wearing shoes that support you. You know, nobody teaches you how to walk. 
No, nobody says you put this much pressure on this side and then you slowly. You, nobody does that. So to make sure or to ensure that, if, especially if you're working long hours or you, if you know that you have to stand, you get a shoe that supports you. And a mm-hmm. shoe that is supportive is one that um, cuffs your arch and evenly distributes all weight or all stresses on all sides, medial, lateral, mm-hmm. anterior, posterior, dorsal, plantar. And, and that, that's very hard. And you mentioned earlier that um, your feet swell by the end of the day. That is so true. Mm-hmm. And the reason mm-hmm. why a lot of women um, take shoes off at weddings and functions is because they get their <laughs> shoes in the morning when they go to the mall. And, you know, they're like, oh, we're going to go shopping. Okay, you get these shoes, and then by the time you get to that event, you're taking them off. Your feet are at their best by 4 or 5 o'clock in the daytime, and that's when you should shop for your shoes, when your feet are at their best, when when they're swollen, when they've really been been having pressure on them during the day. And finding a shoe is important at that point of the day. You put them on, you walk around the store, and you see how comfortable that feels for you. Even though you have to break them in, you know, you have to find mm-hmm. what's best for you. Um, exercising, um, p- pointing your toes up towards your nose, pointing down. We're, we're doing mm-hmm. that daily, but do that before you stand up after sitting a while because all of your muscles are going to retract and get relaxed when you sleep and when you sit, and then they're going to be stretched all of a sudden when you put your feet on the floor. So, you know, just kind of move them around. Spell your name in the air with them a little bit before you stand up, and that will get your feet going, your, your muscles stretched enough so they won't be shocked all of a sudden. When you put your weight on them Interesting You know, now let me ask you this I've seen in some stores And I know this may be a marketing tool You know, where you can put your foot On some mat And it gets your foot print Literally And that is supposed to help you uh, You know, choose a shoe Is that is that something you are an advocate of? Is that something that is correct? Uh, or is that just a marketing tool? Ideally, I would recommend that you be casted for an insert. Um, oh, okay. Machines are different. Um, sometimes they need to be calibrated. Sometimes mm-hmm. they need to be altered or changed. Right. The, the ideal thing to do is have a podorthodist or a podiatrist or a foot specialist cast your foot for an insert. And, because and the first one no one with, uh, else can uh, wear uh, that insert but you. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay, I never heard that one. But thought, uh, but thought of this. Okay, okay, excellent. So these, those, those are the, are the. That's the profession where they, they do this casting you're talking about. Yes, yes. Podorthodists are, uh, they're trained to do orthotics, right. which are inserts that are made especially for you that go in your your shoes to hold your foot in that ideal position or neutral position that I mentioned earlier, um, and that's specific for you. Um, I've had a couple of people have good results with the um, um, machines that they stand on that create an insert for them. Right. Um, but very rarely does that work for some. Um, yeah. So they need to see a professional to be. I would. To be, yeah, I mean to be. And they're more expensive. Uh, with it. The the cast that uh-huh. was more expensive, and then a lot of insurances don't cover that. So um, uh-huh. it just depends on how intricate your condition is. Okay. 
Now, you know, one uh, thing I dealt with a while back in, my, in trying, to main, trying to maintain my fitness, uh, what about fitness shoes? Okay, you know, like if, if, like for me, I, I walk or run, try it every other day, and, mm-hmm. you know, to get the cardiovascular going. Um, so, you know, I guess previously, would you do the same thing with regard to trying – you know, I learned that there was a difference between the walking shoe and a running shoe and, and that kind of thing. What's your recommendation on – fitness shoes and how to select the best one? Um, it, it definitely depends on the person. Some lighter shoes are uh, designed for those of lighter weight. Um, okay. And it and it depends on your foot, the curvature of your arch, that determines what's great for you. Because each time that you're putting pressure on your heel to to walk or to ambulate or even to run, you're right. going to have to push off eventually at the forefoot and your arch. So you're going to need something there to support your arch. Some people have high arches, and when right. they do, they don't need extra support there as others may so it it just depends on the patient there there are different brands that cater to different people or different foot types um so and i'm not an advocate i don't speak for any brand i don't get paid or i'm not endorsing anybody but um a lot of uh shoe brands the higher the style number the better support they are like in a new balance you know, you get more support with the higher style number. Shoe, I've learned that. Um, okay. Yes. Um, higher A lot style of my number. patients, yeah, right. with the New Balance, that shoe in particular, Brooks. Right. They give a lot of support with uh, arch supports. And Nikes vary. Some of them are more for style, but some of them really help a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of foot types. It just depends on the type of shoe that you choose. Interesting, interesting. That's good to know because when you go to the store, department store, uh, they just they just have them out there. Um, you're lucky if you get a salesman or sales mm-hmm. uh, woman that that kind of knows you know what you're talking about the shoe. I, mm-hmm. I was lucky. I found a guy that that kind of I don't know whether it's because of his sales ability or what, but he kind of really knew the difference. So hey, you should be getting this one and not that one. You know, blah blah blah. That kind of thing. So that kind of helped out, and I thought, okay, uh, this must be something that uh, and it makes sense that is really important in your selection up front, and therefore uh, choosing because choosing the wrong shoe cannot be a good thing as well. Absolutely. So, well, uh, we got about a minute left. Um, any other points you want? To, how can one reach you, Doctor Davis? Um, I, they can reach us on our Facebook page uh, at Capital Foot Clinic, um, and I operate it for the most part. So any questions? Now I'm not going to diagnose you <laughs> through Facebook. Right over the uh, phone. I de- exactly. <laughs> Ideally, we would want to see you come in, but right. we often post uh, foot pearls and and facts um, on our page to keep our patients aware of what's going on and. Um, and give them, provide them with information about the foot that they find interesting. So, um, if you follow us there, um, you can get a lot of information about lower extremity and foot health. Beautiful, beautiful. And, mm-hmm. Well, Doctor Davis, yeah, go ahead, go ahead. 
Oh no, I was just saying that you know our number and everything is is on there, um, oh, and, and again yep. I do not diagnose <laughs> over the phone, right. but you know any questions that you may have, we may have already posted about those those conditions. You may go find information there that may be helpful and useful to you. And that's Capital Foot Clinic. Capital Foot Excellent. Clinic. Mm-hmm. Excellent, Doctor Davis. It's been so great to have you. It's such an interesting topic, and it's always great to have a guest uh, that knows uh, what they're doing. Of course, when you come on the weekly wellness show, you have to. So I knew you were already <laughs> on it. My but pleasure. You, it's it's been an honor. I really appreciate. Oh, absolutely. You just give me a call, and whatever, wherever I can help, I will do that. All right, all right. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. That concludes another fabulous episode of the Weekly Wellness Show. If you missed it, you can always listen to it on podcast. Hey, guess what? If you think this will help somebody else, share the show. So, taking us out, a group of jazz artists known as In Grooves. So join us next week. Until then, be happy, be healthy, and be kind. Hi, this is Maury Moreland Morrison, here to tell you GEICO has more than just great savings. Much more. GEICO's been around for more than 75 years, back when they were using Morse code. Sorry, that's just my sense of humor. What's more, with GEICO, you get 24-7 access to licensed agents on the app, online, or over the phone, so you can talk to them at night or in the morning. So forevermore, just know that no other auto insurer has more more than GEICO. More power to you. GEICO. Expect great savings and a whole lot more.